This is the Wildernet Podcast for Sunday, September 21st, 2014, episode 18. Hello and welcome back to the Wildernet Podcast, the podcast about rediscovering nature in a digital age. I'm Shane and joining me, as per usual, is Eric. Eric, hello Eric. Hello Shane, long time. I, oddly enough, uh, realized I missed that music and that sound, which is strange. Oddly enough, because you hate it, I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's cool, man. It's hey, hey, we're we're back again. We we didn't we don't actually ever leave. We just take breaks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we do. Some some of us may be a bit busy from time to time. Mostly Sorry. you. Yeah. Just kidding. I obviously I'm busy also. But yeah, good to be back. Good to be here. I have missed this. Um, I don't know if I mentioned or not. Did I mention I started another show? Probably mentioned that, right? I don't know if you did on here or not. I mean, obviously, I know about it, but yeah, catching up sure. episode wise on the um, Techies is the other show I'm doing now with a couple other dudes, and uh, that one, that one's already on episode thirteen. So catching up quick here. Wilderness almost at twenty, so that's cool. Yeah, we have to make sure we stay ahead. <laughs> so let's see. This is not the typical day we're. What do we usually usually do Saturdays, right? We were uh, Yeah, I think so. It's kind of a new new day. How was your weekend? Oh, it was good. Spent some time out on the boat with the folks um on one of the local lakes here and it was actually pretty nice. Good night for it Saturday evening and it was a little brisk, but it was nice. It's different to be out on the boat when fall starts to come versus in the summertime. So it was actually, you know, some wine and some cheese and some snacks. Sounds nice. Yeah, a lot of cloud porn, actually. It was a beautiful sky. <laughs> this is your favorite time of year, right? Yeah, you're damn right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, man. Good to hear. How about you? I had a pretty nice weekend myself. Very eventful. Um, you did some sort did of the, a walk or run or something. Yeah, right? the Coleman Race for the Cure. I did that whole thing. That was cool. Um, yeah, I, th- I got uh, a couple records. I was tracking that with the Nike Plus app, and it was... Got my fastest <laughs> 1K and one mile in there. Which was? Uh, I don't have it in front of me here. Like, It wasn't anything too special. I think I completed the whole thing in uh, 2640, something along those lines, which I feel like was just about as much as it was last year. Is that but, three miles? Um, three, Well, 3.1. So 5K? That's right. Very nice. 3.3 is what the Nike app actually recognized. But, uh, yeah, eventful weekend. Yesterday was just crazy. Had to get up early, uh, drop my roommate off somewhere, and then did that. And then and then I got, I didn't even mention this to you, I don't think, got in an accident. With uh, your car? Yeah. <laughs> just a minor you, thing. Super minor. Um, you you flew into someone at the, the rate of a speeding bullet? <laughs> Uh, no, no, definitely not, but it was, uh, that and I ended up going to this, uh, fest up in, uh, Cedarburg. That was fun. Uh, 
the good old Berg. Which one is it? Like Strawberry Fest or something? I can't. I it was right. just called Cedarburg Fest, but uh, then okay. I heard Harvest Fest. But then there's Harvest Fest closer to home too. So I don't know. Mm, I don't remember what it was. Nice. It was fun though. It's fun time. It's a long day. I got to tell you the whole story too. But at some point, another time. Mucho. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, uh, why don't we uh, get right in here to our activity then? Let's do it. The activity of the week. All right. This week's activity of the week is disc golfing. And joining us on the line is Bill Disculferson. Bill, are you there? Hey, Sam. How's it going? <laughs> good. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Welcome I just have something to the here. Show, Bill. <laughs> yes, welcome. I just have something to play here real quick for you. Okay. Did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> You're supposed to tell us. Yeah, do you recognize it? Play it a little louder, huh? Try it again. Oh, it was pretty low, wasn't it? <laughs> One more time. Here we go. There it is. Sounds like uh, the sound of a disc hitting some chains. There you go. Nail on the head on that one. <laughs> disc on the chain. <laughs> Nice. Nice work. So yeah, we got a sound. Yeah, you you probably hear that sound a lot. So uh, how long have you been playing disc golf, Bill? Uh, about half my life since I was fourteen years old. So about fifteen years. Oh, there you go. I guess that tells people your age right off the bat. There. Yeah, way to be on that one, the <laughs> old doggy. <laughs> so it's so. not just for the young at heart; it's for the adults too, huh? Yeah, it's for everyone. It's a great sport. Do you play uh, professionally or? Well, I'd like to think I, I do. I should be more involved than I am, but I definitely um, play religiously. <laughs> Just about every single day. Yeah. I practicing. I get in tournaments <laughs> whenever I can. Cool, you man. Do well, yes. That's the word on the street. Uh, That's why you're on the show. Uh, yeah, this is true. Yeah, I do pretty well. Got that reputation. Yeah, he's being a bit modest, uh, folks. This guy plays every every day, and he's, I mean, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> let's let's just say that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we got we got the expert. That's good because, as we mention every pretty much every episode, we're not experts at. That should be our tagline. Yeah, <laughs> we're not experts, but. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to be an expert to get outside, that's for sure. Ah, there you go. That should be it. That's it right there. So uh, what's your uh, collection of discs look like? You have quite a quite a few of them? Well, right now in my bag, I carry about 20, 20 to 25 discs. Holy cow. Of course, I'm going to. So I have a whole range of, of drivers, which it's kind of just like a golf bag. You have drivers, mid ranges, or like you'd have your irons, and uh, I have a whole a whole series of putters. That, that'd be the biggest difference. Uh, I have to have a lot of different types of putters. Whereas in golf, you probably just use one. And it's all it all has to do with the wind conditions and uh, elevation differences. Sure. And uh, each each disc does something different. Okay. Yeah. Can you uh, 
could you maybe just quick uh, give us a, a quick idea of the difference between some of those between like the I mean might be obvious to you know a, a golfer or even uh, someone that plays disc golf fairly regularly but the difference between a, an iron or a, a putter um, well, the putter is going to look the most like a traditional Frisbee. It's got a big lip on the edge. It's kind of rounded. Um, and as you go to further and further out from the goal to uh, longer distance discs, you get more of a sharp kind of a edge to it and a thinner disc, mm-hmm. a lot of times heavier. Okay. And those will cut through the air better. And the, the reason for having different ones is some of them – have a tendency to turn right in the air, and some of them have a tendency to go left. Others go relatively straight. So this makes uh, makes it different in different uh, wind situations and elevation. So you kind of have to have them all <clears throat> in order to shoot in so that situation. when you're throwing, now the, the bit I used to play, um, and it was recreationally nothing like what you do, obviously, but... Uh, the difference in an underhand and an overhand or a sidearm and over how do you even classify those and what does the disc do? How does it react differently? Um, well, there's a forehand shot and a backhand shot. That's there we go. See, I had it all wrong. Two main ways of shooting. Uh, a forehand shot you'd kind of refer to as being like a sidearm, like you'd throw a baseball sidearm. And uh, backhand is the way you you'd expect a person that's real frisbee, traditional. Hmm. Um, the difference between the two is pretty much exact opposites because of the direction of the spin on the disc. <clears throat> With a flick or a forehand, the the disc is moving counterclockwise, so uh, its natural tendency will be to turn right, whereas if you threw a backhand, it's going clockwise, and its natural tendency will be to go to the left, and it's pretty much a, a mirror situation for your shot. Hmm. Cool. Um, so you've got, as you mentioned, it was it 24 discs? Um, what does the, or oh. was it 25? What was up, the, up <laughs> what's that? <laughs> up to, right? Yeah. Up to 20, 25. Depends on the course, he said. What would you say the, uh, yeah. the average person though, uh, you know, average Joe, out there on the uh, course, would uh, how many do you think they would tend to have? Uh, well, the, the bag that I carry is is pretty standard. So if you actually play disc golf and you treat and you, uh, you treat it like it's a sport, then you probably would have anywhere between ten and twenty discs. But uh, there are a lot of people who just go out there and just I mean you can pretty you can get along pretty well with a, with a couple of discs and. Maybe some people can afford it, or they just aren't as serious into it. But I see a lot of guys walking around up there with just a, two or three discs in their hand, one sure. for short range and uh, one for all the different long-range situations they can be in. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, whatever you want to do, however involved or not involved you want to be. It's free to play in about 90% of the courses, and there are hundreds in this state alone. So. It's one one reason I uh, and we we're talking about our next show. I wanted to kind of pick this as a topic um, because, as far as I understand, disc golfing is outside and it's free, right? In yeah, most cases, much. is that correct? Yeah, and uh, the, the most I've ever had to pay was about seven bucks, and 
that was for a really nice, well-groomed course that uh, is at on a, in a national park, and it was it's a way way different story than when you go to those pay to play courses. But ninety percent of the courses that I've ever been to are free to play, free to park, free to free stay there all day. The Seven bucks is pretty play. reasonable too, compared to doing a game of you know eighteen hole golf. Free to play without without microtransactions too. You don't give the uh, hot dog vendor vendor on the side or something trying to send you. Uh, I don't know. I'm just comparing them to apps here, you know. <laughs> but uh, yes, that's cool. Definitely, it's a great game. So, um, us all being from Wisconsin, um, uh, we're uh, how many how many courses around here have you have you played, roughly? Uh. I probably played thirty or forty courses in the southern half of the state. Holy cow! Uh, there's there's quite a few. I'd say ten within an hour of, of where we are here, and uh, hundreds. I can't. I don't even know anymore. They just keep popping up everywhere you go. Um, last time I checked was quite a few years ago, and there was a couple hundred, two, three hundred courses in the state. Oh, okay. There you go. That would be the uh, next question we were going to be asking. <laughs> Do you travel to do you travel out of state for for disc golf to play? Uh occasionally. Yeah, whenever whenever it's convenient. That's nice. <laughs> or if, uh, you know, there's a new course coming up. Make a day trip out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to make it a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take to to play an average course? It's 18 holes, right? It more, the majority are 18 holes. I mean, it's a lot like golf as far as I understand. Yep, it's just like golf. There's a par for the course, um, and I'd say with a threesome, it'd take maybe an hour and a half for your average course. Some courses are a lot longer. Yeah, so like average movie probably, right? Much uh, yeah. much more active and uh, yeah, way of way of spending your hour and a half though. Yeah, definitely, and the scenery is. It's beautiful. They try yeah. to set the golf courses in pretty places to see. So it's good to go for a walk in a nice environment like that. That's cool. That's cool. So, like um, it. yeah. So it's uh, have you have you had any hole in ones uh, per se that since you've been doing this whole thing? Yeah, um, I'm not sure quite exactly how many I have now, but somewhere. In the teens, like oh, wow. 14 or 15. Uh, I just got one two weeks ago, actually, at the course at Sussex Village Park. Cool, is it? <clears throat> it's just a short little guy. But so is there a... Uh, a hole in one, a hole in one. Do you call those uh, <laughs> aces, is that correct? Or Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much the same terminology as you would use in golf. Yeah. So... Ace, hole in one. Yeah, I don't know. They call, oh, that's cool. They do I'm the birdie and when it comes to golf. So I didn't. <laughs> I just figured it was a hole in one. <laughs> you do the other, uh, the other terms then too. The ones that are, was it birdie, double bogey, that kind of stuff? Is that in there? Yeah, it's all the same terminology. A bogey would be plus one, sure. birdie, um, minus one, which just means one under the uh, par for that for that hole. Or one over the par for the hall. Double cool. bogey would be two. Seems like it's a much 
I mean, no offense to golf or anything, but it seems like a more uh, intense version of it, though, too. <laughs> uh, probably more yeah, fun to yeah, watch, even. But uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, probably even more fun to watch than standard golf, I, I would I would think. Well, more I exciting. think it is, but I'm kind of biased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love it. <clears throat> Yeah, I've played quite a bit when I was younger, and, and mainly just recreationally, but I had a lot of fun doing it. I remember being excited to go, and the learning curve is interesting. It's quick to get up to speed, um, and then from there, it's a lot of fine-tuning. I would, I would imagine similar to golf, um, but without having to pay the money for clubs, you know, and carts, and, and all the beer I'd probably drink out there. So, you know, there's that. That's that's very true. It's it's a lot cheaper to start up, a lot cheaper to continue to do, and um, anybody can do it. Cool. Families, kids, dads, mas, pros. Yep. We have an article here, and I don't know. I don't know if Shane had time to to look it over. I kind of glanced no, I at didn't. it. <laughs> but one thing I I just figured I'd I don't know mention it. It's from um, I don't know what the heck this is news channel six from wjbf.com um they interviewed someone that's is they're a world a world competitor um let's see here do do, do. quote hokum is defending champion of the women's united states disc golf championship a professional tournament disc golf uh that's her profession and they they interviewed this 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 gal and uh the tone of the interview is a bit strange in my opinion they're you know really disc golf as a job did that come up at career day um you know they're just kind of getting down on are your parents okay with this how did you approach your parents she's like what do you mean how did i approach my parents they're my parents they support me and, and i'm making a career out of something that i love and i'm passionate about what 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 what's the problem here so i mean is is diff, does disc golf seem in your opinion bill to have some sort of weird negative connotation and if so how, how do you think People get rid of that, and why is that? It's a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see what, where you're coming from with that because it doesn't get a whole lot of publicity, and um, it's mostly sponsored. You know, all the money that goes into the disc golfing world pretty much comes from people who are directly associated with disc golfing, like the creators of the discs, of the apparel, the gear that you use. It's really not a whole lot of outside sponsors yet, so it doesn't seem like it could be that big a deal. But disc golfing is growing really fast, and I'd say within the next ten years, you'll probably see it right alongside um, the the pro tours for golf on ESPN. Do you have Do you it's happen to know offhand? What was that? Do well, you? Uh, it's becoming a big thing. Yeah. Do you happen to know offhand roughly how long disc golf's been around? Um, actually, I, it's, I know it goes at least as early back as the early seventies. I mean, they used oh, to yeah? just throw it at, um, they used to just throw the discs at a pole. It was just these regular Frisbee brand Frisbees. They weren't these, uh, modified discs that you can throw long distances like that. They just throw an ultimate Frisbee at, uh, just a stick sticking out of the ground. Sure. And that was in the early seventies, I believe. So having and, said that, um, probably a lot newer than standard golf 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is an extremely young sport by comparison to mm-hmm. most of the sports that we watch on a regular basis now. But, uh, you know, they all had to start somewhere, and this one is definitely about to take off. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to watch it, honestly. And I have. I've spent some time trying to understand how people throw and, and this and that. And I don't know what the pros make, but if someone can do it for their full-time career, it can't be that bad. Has anyone ever made shoes for this stuff yet? I know, like, the way that you throw sometimes, your shoes can really scrape on those cement pads. And you could probably, like, talking about apparel and discs, I feel like there could be some pretty sweet shoes that could go for or towards disc golf. Yeah, they actually make shoes that are Damn it. specifically Knew it. <laughs> Stole my idea. Um, Solomon, Solomon, I know is a brand that does it. I I just wear Keens because they're good for muddy situations and uh, kind of roughing it out there. And we're not always standing on the keypad, so it doesn't bother me that I just have a a beefly pair of shoes to wear. Keens are good. Shane and I trek the boundary waters with some Keens, so hell yeah. yeah. Well, we all trek the. Nicaragua. I was about to say, for those that didn't know, yeah, we we mentioned Nicaragua on the show before, and Bill's the other guy we went with, actually. Yep. Fun times. They they did me well. Yeah, we got uh, we walked on a whole volcano with with this guy and some keys. (laughs) Or maybe sandals. I don't know. Who knows what we're wearing? That was that was fun. It was a good trip. (laughs) Yeah, it just never ended. But, uh, well, I don't know. That's all the questions we had for you, Bill. We'll, we'll let you get back to your night, man. All right. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, for thanks being a lot for You're coming on. This is awesome, man. All right. Thank you very much. All, all right, right. Bye. All right. Take care. I have a good one. You too. All right. Big thanks again to Bill. That was cool. Oh, you copied me, you mind reader. Oh. Wait. What? Who? We said the same thing. Oh. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You owe me a Coke, right? <laughs> Jack and Coke. Actually, I'm, that's what I'm drinking right now, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. I didn't get around to pouring anything beforehand. I wish I would have. I hear your ice cubes jingling around over there. That's making me thirsty. Pepsi. It's actually Pepsi. Oh, that's close enough. I go for some scotch. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well,. I guess we can go right into the word in the woods here. It's going to be pretty brief, but I'm going to play this anyway. Word in the woods. Don't have any actual articles uh, this time around, I don't think. We'll keep, but we'll keep it light. Keep it in light, yep. You bet. And uh just want to quick mention that the Deer bow and crossbow season started uh, this month, actually, on the 13th of September in in Wisconsin, of course. Once again, Wisconsin, that state that we reside. Yeah, it's going to happen other places. I think it may have been going on already in other places, but... Um, sure. Yeah, I had someone on my show from New Jersey on the Where to Hunt podcast, and... Uh, I'm certain their season started because I hadn't seen that their organization had some deer photos on their site. So I'm certain that they're they're at it over there too on the East Coast, which is cool. Yeah, and Eric is a uh, certainly much bigger bow hunter than I am. Uh, and by that, I mean he does it 
and I really don't. <laughs> I, at least I haven't in quite a while. Um, still hoping to get out there and do that at some point. I know it's something I, sh I need to really practice more, though, before I go out there. Um, one of these times, though, maybe I'll just go out with you or something. I don't know. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I could use some company or someone to help me drag yeah. a deer out if I ever get one. Oh, I, I managed to get out on the 13th and um, saw I saw two deer. And they could have been does. They could have been, they're probably does. Uh, let's just be honest. But, uh, you know, that's that's hard to even see deer when you're on public land. So that happened on the way in. And then uh, other than that, man, you know, being as busy as I have been lately with, with school and, and work and the, the hunting stuff, um, you get out to the woods and, you know, I clear my spot and I sit down and, and it takes me a minute to kind of get comfortable, get nestled in, make sure, you know, everything's all set the way it needs to be in case something does walk by. But once you're all set and you sit there, suddenly the, the woods just kind of come to life. I have, I have a woodpecker landing on a, a tree right in front of me. Um, I have little field mice crawling across my boots on the ground. I have um, turkeys going into roost in these trees really high up. I have, uh, I mean, squirrels and chipmunks all chasing each other around. Um, really paint the picture. Uh, yeah, it's Straight it's out of Snow White or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bambi or something, you know, but then you have these different scents and, and the, the leaves blowing in the tree, or, you know, in the wind. And it's cool, man. It's it was nice to just be out there. So sometimes, yeah, did you get a deer? No, you know, I didn't. But did, that, that's not sometimes what it's all about. It was just nice to get out there. And when I talk about getting outside, like we talk about on this show, man, I'm telling you, it's good to just let the world move around you for a change. Just stop, sit, and enjoy. Kick back. You know? I'll tell you what, that's too. That's my take on it. Probably one of the things that uh, I maybe don't take into consideration is uh, – significantly nicer weather than the gun season at this point uh it's comfortable something to be said for that because sometimes it can be pretty brutally cold during deer season or gun season specifically yeah that um, can make it a bit miserable but the interesting thing about that is uh i like to think both season you get to be a bit more stealthy and kind of ninja like you know you're not true. wearing so many layers that you're like that kid from uh a christmas story when he falls <laughs> you know <laughs> But then at the same token, it's you know, in that same uh, sit on Saturday, last Saturday, the 13th, you know, I had a hunter come up near near me, like real, I'm talking five yards away. I heard him. I seen him. He's standing next to me, standing next to me, looking over this ridge, looks past me. And I'm like, I got to say something. I don't know what this guy's doing. I'm like, hi. He goes, oh, oh, my God. You just scared the, you know, what out of me. You know, and I, I'm like. Sorry, it's like oh, I didn't mean to walk up on you there. I'm like, well, I guess that means I'm doing my job. But talk about stealthy, it's awesome. You, you know, you're pretty much invisible if you got the right camouflage. You just said a very <laughs> Wisconsin thing there. A phrase uh -oh. that I heard uh, you said. I, you know, I, I, I seen him. I, I hear that. <laughs> I think that's pretty Wisconsin. <laughs> I had seen him. I seen him. I saw him. I don't know. I'm bad at those tenses. No, you're good. <laughs> I only mention it because I don't think I've heard you really say that before. That's funny. Well, hunting's different. You know, so I see, I seen two doe. They yeah. come up out of that bottom. Yeah, <laughs> that dirty pointer. I don't, I don't talk like that, but when I talk about deer, it seems to just kind of happen. Yeah. Two doe, two buck. What two bucks? What the heck? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. So there you go. That's what's new in the woods. 
I haven't heard anyone, anyone with a crossbow though yet. I haven't seen anybody yet, and I don't. I hasn't been as big as a deal as everyone's been talking about. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully people have some success with it, and it's uh, good for everything. Right on, right on. You are right on, Shane. <laughs> right on that mic. There you go. That's not a weird. Well. I'm hoping, you know, we're we're doing an episode here again, which is great, fantastic. And I'm hoping maybe a little more consistency here will uh, get people to want to write in, possibly. But uh, if you would like to contact us, you may do so at wildernetpodcast at gmail.com. Either write us or send us a voice memo of some kind. And we'll very likely play it. Um, also, feel free to leave us a rating on iTunes. Just do a search in there for Wildernet or Wildernet Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at WildernetCast. Uh, Shane is on Twitter representing Wildernet. Yeah, and I don't even... I mean, I'll be honest. I I use it to post shows. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a lot to put on there generally. I just post from both the uh, wait, do we not have uh, do we not have Facebook? Oh, there it is, Facebook.com slash that's you. Never mind. Are we have Facebook. We're on Facebook. Why don't yeah, I we are. That I don't know here? why it's not there. <laughs> We're on Facebook also, so find us there while you're at it. Uh, okay. Well, I think we're pretty close to wrapping this up here. Um, yeah, it's good. Short and sweet, and 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 the schedule. My my schedule has been shuffled around, so I, I freed up some space, so the consistency will will happen um as a result that's kind of the idea here so cool awesome man where can uh where can people find you eric oh man all over these days huh Jeez. um but the one thing i like to mention on this show is the uh wisconsin uh well, Facebook say, say that once more you broke up for a second there oh no uh where to hunt wisconsin and uh the website is where to hunt app.com which will also take you to a brand new site that I've uh, launched called publiclandpride.com. It's all part of the Where to Hunt brand, um, but you know, kind of ties into the Where to Hunt podcast, hunting, app, and apparel. It's all about uh, pride in hunting public land. It's, it's, it's all about connecting other hunters that believe in that community. So that's what I got for you there. Shane, you've upgraded where people can find you, I think. Is that correct? I suppose I have a yeah. If you uh, if you check out that Techies podcast I was mentioning before, you can find me there at uh, niceguynetwork.com/techies. Have I not mentioned the whole Nice Guy Network thing on here? Maybe not. Not in. Uh, it's like whole, you know, inception. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It's uh, it's late. Not to bring up an awesome movie or anything, but. That uh, so got this whole network of podcasts kind of started here. So far, it's just three of them. Where to Hunt's included on there. We've got uh, Techies, which is the latest one, and then of course Wildernet as well. Hoping to add some more to there in the near future. Um, well, I don't know how near. At some point, I should say. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can check that out at niceguynetwork.com. Just kind of a new thing we're trying out. We're a bunch of nice guys. Team Chicken Ash Gang. You can find me on Twitter at ShaveMadOx. And uh, 
Yeah, there you go. I think that's about all about do it. Let's uh, start wrapping things up here. The moment of reflection. So if you're looking for something kind of different to do with your time outside, looking for an excuse to get out there, go ahead and consider doing the whole disc golfing thing. Hopefully you uh, have a course near you. As Bill mentioned, there's quite a few in Wisconsin here, so... Certainly, pretty good chance there's one near you. It is a lot of fun. Um, I hadn't gone in years, and I happened to just go with one of our our good friends um, on a day that we had off or something. I was like, I don't know what to do. Do you know what to do? I don't know what to do. Sure, it's nice. We should do something outside. Yeah, we sure should. What should we do? We've been disc golfing in years. Well, that could be fun. Well, let's go pick up some discs. So we did, and we went... We're not good, but it was real <laughs> nice to get outside. It was fun. It's fun. So I, I suggest if you know some of that disc golfs, um, talk to them, and they'll get you introduced to the courses, how it works, and they'll teach you some good throws or something. If you just go at it by yourself, you're not going to understand. Um, and you want something to show you, much like hunting. You, know, you can't just walk in the woods by yourself, never doing anything with it ever. You could, but it would be probably a bit easier. Nice transition. Um, with the help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for something else to do. <laughs> get, in, get, get out Just and go, it. go hunt with the bow, you know, or crossbow. Better, you're always hunt with a camera. I, I feel like some people are against that, and I understand uh, why. Against that's okay, it. <laughs> hunting. Yeah, but you could always take a oh, camera right. out and experience a very <laughs> similar shoot. You know. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> some people are against uh, photography, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I bet there's someone up there for some I don't know. reason. The, I bet you the, the freaking celebrities don't like the paparazzi. No, there you go. They're probably against it. Stop so taking pictures wonder. of you, filthy animal. That actually does make me wonder. Do do the Amish not believe in photography? I don't know. Hmm. No, they have <laughs> photos. How do they remember their their kin? It's technology, though, right? <laughs> uh, it's not, not quite. Amish it's not people. electronic. Always, well, they just they just let their horses poop on the road. You know, no big deal. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. At any rate. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Missed y'all. Yeah, we come and go, but we're we're gonna be doing a lot more rec- recording than <laughs> than going. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, it's been real. Uh thanks again. I'm trying to remember my lines here that I normally say. <laughs> thanks a lot. Until next time, take care. And get outside. Get outside!